0: Twenty-four tamos, Chaf Dalid tamos, tzaddik. His conversations, four fifty-seven. Somebody said that a dream he had had, in which his teeth fell out, signified that his wisdom would come to nothing. But I said to him, on the contrary, your folly will come to nothing, because the Aramaic translation of Shen Hasela, a rocky crag, one Samuel fourteen four, is Chozek. Shen is a tooth. Editor's Note Siba midbarabba 3 The word Shen is an expression meaning chozek, strength, etc. The Rebbe was playing with language because the Yiddish word chozek was used locally to mean a fool. 458 He said, For anyone fully versed in the Holy Zohar, all its teachings have a common theme, to draw blessing into the world the oil of abundant holiness, and to sanctify the worlds. There are times when the Zohar establishes a connection between two things. At other times it establishes a connection between two different things. Everything depends on the subject under consideration. The sages of the Zohar received many teachings from a direct line of tradition, teacher to pupil, teacher to pupil, stretching back to Moses himself. All the teachings of the Kabbalah ultimately derived from Moses. The sages of the Zohar were also in possession of certain books, such as the book of Rav Havnuna, etc., and there were also many things which they themselves revealed. There are places in the Zohar where the discussion of certain subjects is accompanied by very precise and detailed figures and numbers. For example, in the discussion of the Hechalot, the heavenly palaces, The Zohar specifies the number of gates, etc., in great detail. For example, so many thousands and seventy-four, etc. All such figures were derived by the use of divine names according to a known system of rules and methods handed down by tradition. So too with the name of forty-two letters. All the figures given in the Zohar are derived in accordance with the methods relevant to the subject in question. The sages of the Zohar knew which divine name or group of interrelated divine names were applicable, and they deduced the figures accordingly. Rabbi Nachman's Wisdom His Wisdom, 2.12 The Rebbe once quoted the Talmudic rule, the accepted opinion is that of Rabbi Nachman in litigation, Ketubot 13a. He was referring to his opposition, for his opinion was certainly the one accepted on high. The Talmud states that the accepted opinion is that of Rabbi Nachman in litigation. Litigation always involves two opposing factions. The courts must decide between them. I heard this in the name of the Rebbe. The Talmud also states, The decision is like Rabbi Nachman, the decision is like Rabbi Nachman, the decision is like Nachmani. 213. The Rebbe was once speaking about strife and said, Why do people worry when others speak against them? It is because opposition can cause a person to fall from his level, heaven forbid. The Talmud teaches that the Great Assembly wanted to count King Solomon among those who have no portion in the world to come. Only King David's intercession saved him. We see that they had the power to cast out King Solomon with their words. It is written in the words of King David, Princes have persecuted me for nothing but my heart trembles at your word. Psalms 119.161 Princes have persecuted me, but I know that it is for nothing. They can accomplish absolutely nothing with their opposition. I know this because my heart trembles at your word. I still have the fear of heaven and have not fallen from my level. This is a sign that their persecution was in vain. Princes have persecuted me for nothing. The Aleph Bet Book A Righteous Person A. 200 Whoever disagrees with a tzaddik to his face clearly has no fear of heaven. 201 Sometimes the strife a tzaddik encounters is definite proof of his righteousness. 202 There are wicked people who are successful, but when they persecute the tzaddik, the evil forces themselves take revenge against them. 203 The difference between a tzaddik and a person who fears God is that the God-fearing person is not given permission to reveal God's secrets, whereas the tzaddik is. 204. Whoever speaks against the tzaddik clearly is arrogant. 205. When the Holy One wants a tzaddik to teach the proper path to people, he indicates this to the tzaddik through his livelihood. 206. The tzaddik while praying for a person, is able to understand which sin is the cause of that person's particular misfortune. Kitzur Likutei 2, Lesson number 1 17. When a person sits down to talk about another person, this is like Rosh Hashanah, the Day of Judgment, since, in effect, this person is sitting in judgment on someone else. A person must be extremely wary of doing this. And he must look very closely at himself to see if he is fitting to judge someone else. For judgment belongs to God. Deuteronomy 1, 17 Our sages of blessed memory spoke in this vein when they said, Do not judge your fellow man until you have reached his place. Avot two, four, And who can know and reach the place of his fellow man? Only God alone can do this, since he is the place of the world, and the world is not his place. Parishit Rabbah eight nine. Every person has a place in God. He alone is able to reach the place of each and every person, and to judge everyone favorably. 18. A person who merits to bind himself to all the Jewish souls by means of all the rectifications discussed in this lesson also becomes the place of the world, and he too is able to celebrate Rosh Hashanah and to judge every person favorably. 19. Rosh Hashanah is a great kindness from God. For how could we possibly lift up our faces to ask God for atonement? Therefore, God did a kindness for us with the Day of Judgment, and He ordained that the Day of Judgment, Rosh Hashanah, should fall on the day of the new moon. For then God Himself, so to speak, experiences regret and asks for forgiveness, as in, bring atonement for me for making the moon smaller, Chulan 60b since the diminution of the moon is the source of all sins. Consequently, we are not ashamed to regret our misdeeds and to ask atonement for them on the Day of Judgment, since on that day, God too feels regret and asks for forgiveness. 20. The shofar represents the concept of fear and awe of God. Furthermore, it is associated with the influx of prophetic inspiration, with prayer when it is redeemed from its exile, and with the way that all the vegetation of the field channels its power back into a person's prayers, which is the prerequisite for being able to celebrate Rosh Hashanah in the manner just described. Rabbi Nachman's Stories, The Seven Beggars, The Fifth Day This group had a great sense of unity, and did not want some to go to the tree and some to remain behind. They realized that not all would be able to go to the tree, since some had the needed attributes but others did not. Therefore, all of them remained so as to give the rest an opportunity to strive and gain the attributes necessary to allow them to come to the tree. They followed this plan, and they struggled and worked until all of them had these attributes. When all of them had the necessary attributes, they all had the same idea, and all of them agreed on one way as being the true path to the tree. They set out, and after a while... They were able to see the tree at a distance. However, when they looked at the tree, it was not standing in space. The tree did not exist in space, and since it did not have a place, it was impossible to approach it. I was also with them, and I said, I can bring you to the tree. This tree does not have any place at all, since it is above the concept of space. It is also above the concept of little holding much, since this concept is also an aspect of space. It is obvious that the concept of little holding much always involves the concept of space, no matter how little space is involved. Reb Nussin's Letters, Year 1, Letter No. 188 With Thanks to God, Wednesday, Shalach 5595 My dear beloved son, I received your letter, along with the note from Reb Hanach and the two gold pieces. At present, there is nothing new to report. You have already heard that Reb Nisan, the son of Reb Kalman, spent 24 hours in jail and was released on Monday. The youths are still pushing ahead with some stone-throwing, but they are already quite scared because on Sunday, they, the police, searched for them and wanted to detain them. Yesterday, Moshe, the turncoat, was at the house of the Rav, Reb here, and he cried and pleaded for his life for some time. His mind is as unstable as it has been for some time, but now he is even more confused and is suffering very, very much. May God have pity on him and take away his madness. May he wholeheartedly return to the truth, and may he endeavor to rectify the enormous damage he has done, of which he is a little cognizant even now amidst his madness. May God have compassion on him and on us, to rescue us from our enemies and those who pursue us without cause. May he give truth to Jacob. May God send the full recovery to your daughter, may she live, among all the other sick people of Israel. Be careful, my son, now too, to remember the world to come every day, both in general and in all the details of your life. This is an obligation for every person, no matter who, through everything that happens to him, Everything that happens to a person every day is all hints to draw him closer to God from wherever that person may be. For God contracts Himself from absolute infinity into the minutest details of creation. Likutei 1.54 Remember this well and guard this memory vigilantly each day. Just remembering it is very good. And all the great upset and tempest of this tremendous machloket that has risen up against us is all the result of the envy Rain stirred up against the true Tzaddik who is working to remind the world every day about the world to come. There is no one who speaks about and works for this the way he does. So that since we have at any rate been rescued through God's wondrous kindness from opposing and attacking Him, it is incumbent upon us to accustom ourselves to walk in His holy pathways and to remember the world to come every day. There is a lot to say about this, but I do not have the time. Besides, it is impossible in a letter. This will suffice for now for one who desires truth. The words of your father, Nussin of Breslov. Reb Nussin's Letters, Year 2, Letter number 445. With thanks to God, Tuesday, the second day of Hanukkah, 5604, Breslov. May the Master of Miracles perform miracles and wonders, to save you in all that you need to be saved. To my dear beloved son, the illustrious Reb Yitzchak, may his light shine, along with all your precious children may they live, in particular to your son, the distinguished groom, Reb David Svi, may he live. There is nothing new under the sun to report, but since God had the deliverer of this letter, my brother-in-law Reb Baruch, may his light shine, come to my house. I decided not to withhold the favor you yearn for, and to put pen to paper in a letter to you. Perhaps God will send to my pen some new Torah ideas, which are above the sun. For they spring forth anew every day, all the time, as in, who in His goodness constantly renews the creation every day, and they are new every morning, great is your faithfulness. This is particularly so during the holy days of Hanukkah, which are days of thanksgiving. And Thanksgiving is itself the delight of the world to come. The Kutei too too. For the truth is that God performs new acts of kindness every day for every single person. As is expressed in the verses, they are new every morning, great is your faithfulness. And God's kindnesses never end. His compassion never ceases. An intelligent person will also understand this from Rashi's comment there that God's kindnesses are renewed every morning. See Lamentations 3.23 It is certainly necessary to thank God for these kindnesses every day, and this thanksgiving is the essential delight of the world to come, which a person must draw upon himself each and every day. This is the purpose for which we were created, to constantly thank and praise His great name every day. This is also the idea underlying all the blessings and expressions of gratitude which our rabbis of blessed memory enacted, that we say every day. In particular, in what we say in the blessing, we thank you, in the Amidah. We thank you for your miracles which are with us every day, and for your wonders and favors which are at all times, evening, morning, and afternoon. To the degree that a person constantly thanks and praises God's name at all times during his life, so will he be worthy of the world to come, and to engage in praise and thanksgiving then, which is the main delight in the world to come. All this applies particularly during the days of Hanukkah, which were designated just for this purpose, to thank and to praise your great name, which is the delight of the world to come. This is as is written in Lesson 2 of Likutei Muhoran 2, in which our Master, Teacher, and Rebbe of holy sainted memory revealed awesome teachings about the holiness of Hanukkah, what is more, many miracles, wonders, and acts of salvation certainly take place every year. And while we know about some of them, many of them are also hidden because the person for whom a miracle is performed does not recognize the miracle. Nida 31a Shemot HaTzadikim Ela hakoanim vahalavim asher alu imzirubavel ben shaltiel v'yeshua Ezra, Amaria. Maluch, Khatush, Shechania, Rechum, Meremot, Ido, Gintoi, Avia, Miyamin, Maadia, Bilga, Shemaya, Yoyarev, Yedaya, Salu, Amok, Chilkiah, Yedaya. Halavim, Yeshua, Binoy, Kadmiel, Sherevia, Yehuda, Matanya, Vakbukya, Uni. Yo Yakim, El Yashiv, Yo Yada, Yonatan, Yadua, Mariah, Hanania, Meshulam, Yehochanan, Yonatan, Yosef, Adna, Chelkai, Zachariah, Meshulam, Zichri, Piltai, Shamua, Yehonatan, Matnai, Uzi, Kalai, Aver, Chashaviah, Netanel, Hoshaya. Chatsisari Yehuda, Azariah, Ezra, Meshulam, Yehuda, Benyamin, Shemaya, Yirmiya, Zekariah, Ben Yonatan, Ben Shemaya, Ben Matanya, Ben Michaya, Ben Zakur, Ben Asaf, Shemaya, Azarel, Milali, Gilali, Ma'ai, Netanel, Yehuda, Hanani, El Yakim, Maaseya, Minyamin, Michaiah, Elioenai, Zachariah, Hananiah, maaseya, Shemaiah, Elazar, Uzi, Yehochanan, Malkia, Elam, Azer, Yizrachiah hapakid, Shalemiah hakoin, Zadok hazofer, Fadaya, Hanan ben Zakur ben Matanya, Yitro, Yehonadav ben Rechav, Gadaya ben Achikam, Elimelech, Naomi, Ruth, Matisyahu, Ben Yochanan, Kohen Gadol, Hashmonai, Uvanav. Yehuda, Makabai, Habachor, the firstborn. Hasheni, Yonatan, the second. The third, Yochanan. The fourth, Shimon. The fifth, Elazar. Rabnasan's Prayers 2, prayer number 23, on the Kutei Muharan two twenty-six. 2, 26. Draw me, we will run after you. The king brought me into his chambers. We will rejoice and be glad in you. We will recall your love, more fragrant than wine. You have been loved sincerely. Master of the world, great in kindness and performing vast goodness, have compassion on me. Help me truly come close to you at every moment. May I always serve you with joy and with a glad heart, out of an abundance of everything. In your vast compassion, guard me. Rescue me at every moment from drinking too much wine and other intoxicating beverages, so that I will never overdrink and never get drunk. You have revealed to us the great evil of intoxication, which perturbs a person and deprives him of both worlds, heaven forbid. As a result of being drunk, people forget all of the admonitions of Moses, who is contained within a Jew's every limb reminding and urging each limb to guard, perform, and uphold every mitzvah related to it. Thus, there are 248 limbs corresponding to the 248 positive commandments. But when people get drunk, heaven forbid, they forget all of these admonitions, and all roads appear straight and clear to them. May the compassionate one protect us. As the verse states, when a person turns his gaze to the wine cup, his behavior appears blameless to him. Who cries woe? Who alas? Who has bloodshot eyes? Those who sit late over wine, those who come to search for mixed wine. Ultimately, it bites like a snake and stings like a viper. Your eyes will gaze at unsuitable women and your heart will speak in confusion. You will be like a person lying in the heart of the sea and like a person lying at the top of the mast. You who are filled with compassion... You know how many souls have sunken into the thick mire as a result of drunkenness. May the compassionate one protect us, losing both worlds as a result. You who are filled with compassion, rescue me. In your vast compassion, guard me, so that I will never become the least bit drunk. This applies even on the Shabbat, festivals, and other times, when it is your will that we gladden our souls by drinking some wine. In your vast compassion... Help us appraise the proper measure, so that we will drink only the small amount necessary, in accordance with your will, to elevate our mind and broaden our intellect and heart, since wine cheers the heart of man. In that way, as a result of drinking a little, may we broaden and enhance the loving kindness in which our mind is contained, so that as a result of a small amount of drinking, we will truly attain joy in a good heart and truly cling to you. As a result, May we recall ever more clearly all of the admonitions in every limb with which Moshe admonishes us, so that we will be more inspired to uphold all of the mitzvot that are related to each limb. Open my heart to your Torah. May my spirit pursue your mitzvot. May I come ever closer to you as a result of drinking as I truly cling to you in accordance with your goodwill. When I drink wine in great holiness, may I truly be in accordance with your goodwill. May breadth of consciousness and loving-kindness related to your awareness, my Creator, be drawn unto me. May I truly honor you, Hashem, with my money and with my praise of you. Drinking the Right Amount Master of the World, you know that although drunkenness is immeasurably reprehensible, nevertheless, at times a person must drink a little in order to broaden his mind. The true sages informed us that drunkenness which is associated with the side of evil, is disgraceful, whereas drinking in a holy way for the sake of your name is exalted. Our sages said, If a person is meritorious, drinking wine makes him joyful, but if he is not meritorious, it destroys him. If he is meritorious, he becomes a leader, but if he is not meritorious, he becomes impoverished. We are obligated to make Kiddush and Havdalah over wine on the Shabbat and festivals and to recite the grace after meals over a cup of wine, because we recite song only over wine, which gladdens God and men. Therefore, have compassion on us for the sake of your name. May I, all of my friends, and your entire nation, the Jewish people, each person on his level, always know the right amount of wine to drink, so that we will be completely removed from drunkenness. When it is your will to gladden us with your good wine, Give us the strength and guard us so that we will not drink too much, but only the little amount necessary to gladden our soul, broaden our mind, and enhance the energies of loving kindness. May we never, as a result of drinking, experience any anger, judgment, or harshness, heaven forbid. To the contrary, as a result of our small amount of drinking, may we be increasingly drawn to holy loving kindness, with true joy and a good heart, in accordance with your good will. May we truly cling to you. May we rejoice, sing, and be glad in your name with joy and song, and speak words of Torah, saying what needs to be said and disclosed with an expansive heart and with joy. Place a muzzle to our mouths so that we will not be like someone who goes as a tail-bearer, revealing a secret, and not disclose what should not be disclosed, heaven forbid. Open our mouths with song and praises to your great and holy name in accordance with your goodwill. May the verse be realized in us. Your palate is like the best wine, gliding down smoothly to my beloved, making the lips of the sleeping speak. May our every action, eating, sleeping, and other necessary activities be in accordance with your good will. May I do everything in truly the best way, truly in accordance with your good will at that time. May I never turn aside from your will, right or left. Amen, Selah.